Hallelujah. I told you um, I was going to give you the second helping from this morning. So I hope you had time to process the first one. And uh, maybe this will just be the sweet dessert at the end. Maybe you've already had the appetizer. But we're going to jump in. And I am going to continue along the same theme. This morning, I, I hope you remember, and, and I hope it had impact on your heart, that we have a testimony from God. You can have assurance that you're right with God. Amen? Right. You can have assurance that the promise of eternal life is a promise to you. You can know that you are saved and that God is actively working on your behalf, saving you and keeping you and sanctifying you. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful that the Lord, he, He's faithful to finish what He started. As long as we continue to serve Him and to believe and to seek Him, then the Lord is going to be quick to help us. And so I want to continue along that theme. We'll be reading from 1 John chapter 5 again, and we're going to be reading about the testimony we have, the assurance that we have in Jesus Christ. Our assurance in Jesus Christ. Say that to your neighbor. I have assurance in Jesus Christ. If you don't have a neighbor, Brother Tom, you're going to have to yell it at somebody. You're way back there in the back. We're going to make him move up next time. He's sitting so far, he has nobody to talk to. Uh, he and Sister Pat, they must have been fighting. They're on different ends of the pew. We have assurance in Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 5, let's start with verse number 6. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness, because the Spirit... Is truth, And there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. This morning we talked about the three witnesses of the one. And there are three that bear witness in earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. These are not one, but they are one in agreement. These three agree in one. Verse 9, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. 1 John chapter 5 is presenting the testimony and the assurance that we can have that Jesus truly was who he claimed to be. Amen. He said that he was the Son of God, and they thought this was blasphemy. And he said, why do you want to stone me? Is it something that I've done? And that, is it something that I, I've done all these mighty deeds? Why would you want to stone me? And they said, because you being a man, make yourself God. Jesus said things like, I and my Father are one. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus had no doubt who he was. Yeah. And I hope that in our study of the scripture, we also have it settled in our heart that Jesus Christ truly is the only begotten Son of God. He truly is God manifest in the flesh. And so if we have assurance of the identity of Christ, we know the one in whom we believe. If we have confidence uh, in who Christ is, then we can have confidence in who we are in Christ. We can have confidence in the promises that Christ has offered to us. 
only if Christ was who he said he was, does any of our faith have a reason to stand. Only if Christ was truly a man. People say that God wrote himself in flesh, and I'm not against that. I know what they're saying, but there, it was more than just a coat of flesh. He was made like unto us in every way. He truly became a man. He was not like a ghost with a sheet on, but he became a man. He, he had the same uh, feelings like we have. He had the same weariness of body like we have. While remaining God, he truly became a man. Only if Christ was a man could he die for me and for you. He must be who he said he was. Only if Christ was really sinless. You see, it's not enough that he was a man, but he needed to be a sinless man. Because if he had any sin whatsoever, his death would just be the wage or the price for his own sins. But because he was sinless, then that sacrifice could be credited to others, to people like you and people like me, because he had no indebtedness himself. He must be the Holy One of God. Or our faith is in vain. But I know who Jesus is. And so I have assurance. Only if Christ was greater than all of creation. The God of heaven and earth. Only if he was greater than all men. And all the sins of men. Could his one sacrifice be adequate to cover the sins of the world. He had to be greater than all the misdeeds and all the sins of all the men that ever lived. The only one with that kind of power is God Almighty Himself. We believe that Jesus is exactly who the Scripture says He is. I'm convinced the Almighty God was manifest in the flesh. It's a great mystery how God does the things that He does, but with God all things are possible. I am convinced that the mighty God was in Christ and that God was in Christ to reconcile the world unto himself. That he was willing to lay down his life for us because of his great love that he has for each and every one of us. Right. It's part of this glorious gospel we believe. I, I believe that that, that that was the God of heaven. I don't question the efficacy of his blood, the power of his blood, right. the, the how adequate his blood is the sufficiency of his sacrifice. I believe he he paid the full debt. And so you don't have to fear of judgment that's going to come for sins that he forgave. You don't have to fear judgment in your old life that you left behind. You don't have to carry the sin and the shame. He even bore our shame on the cross. I believe his blood pays the full price. There is nothing that wasn't covered at Calvary. The precious life that he gave is the most precious. It's unique. He's the only begotten son. He's the only one that was ever holy. There was never another like him. He's the only one that died that that had no sin, but he became sin for us. It was a decidedly unique life, a precious life. First Corinthians chapter eight, verse number five says in the world, there are are many so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth. They have gods many and they have lords many. Yet for us. 
There is just one God the Father of whom are all things and we for Him and one Lord Jesus Christ through whom are all things and through whom we live. There's just one God. There's just one Lord. There is nobody like our Jesus. In Him we have life. That's what I'm preaching about tonight. We have life in Jesus Christ. On earth, the blood, the water, and the Spirit agree together that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Son of God, and that we have been given eternal life through Christ. When Christ came, I want you to consider the testimony that was received by the blood and the water and the Spirit. It's the captains of Jesus' public ministry. When Christ came, Baptism for the remission of sins was first instituted. John began to preach, preparing the way for Jesus. And the multitudes came and they were confessing and calling on God to wash them of their sins as they responded to his message of repentance. And to John's surprise, Jesus himself stepped down into the water. And John said, I can't baptize you. And Jesus said, suffer it to be so. Allow it to be that we can fulfill all righteousness. He he showed us that this was God's will, God's plan for believers. And in that water, supernatural signs followed. And Jesus' public ministry was launched. It was in those waters that the Spirit descended in the form of a dove onto Jesus Christ. This was a sign to John the Baptist. He had been sent to baptize. And he was sent, he was given a word on the one on whom you see the Spirit come down like a dove. That's the one that's going to baptize with fire. That's the one that's greater that's coming after you. And so there was a supernatural confirmation to John that he must decrease and Jesus must increase. And then there was a voice that thundered from heaven that says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And suddenly they had the testimony from heaven that this is the Son of God. It was supernatural signs that were confirming the identity of Jesus Christ. That was at the beginning. And then we fast forward through a life full of miracles and so many signs and wonders that John said the world couldn't even hold all the books if we tried to record everything that Jesus did. But we get to the end of his earthly life and as they're going to crucify him, they ask him if he is the Christ and when he says, I am the great I am, when he makes the confession, I am. It's such a powerful confession. There's such power and confirmation from God that it knocks all the soldiers down to the ground. Jesus fulfills all the scriptures down to the detail on the cross, confirming signs that this is God come to save. This is the promised Messiah. This is the the, the Redeemer. This is the Savior of the world. As they crucified Him and as the blood began to flow, the sun went dark. There were signs in the heavens. The earth itself began to quake and to move. The tombs began to open up and there were even dead that got out of their tombs. 
And they were just a precursor of what was to come. There was a testimony here. Usually when you lose your blood, when you've been pierced through your side, when you've hung on a cross, the end is the end. Your final breath is your final breath. But Jesus said, I'll give you a sign like Jonah was in the belly of a whale. Three days and three nights, I'm going to come out of the grave. I'm going to come out victorious over death, hell, and the grave. You're going to see. You can pull this temple down. You can destroy it. But I have the power to raise it up again. And he did it in three days. What a confirming right. sign. And then that great resurrection morning. And, one, and then it led up to his ascension as he was glorified. And he was in power and he was in victory. It was a testimony that came with his death, with the blood. Then there was the testimony of the Spirit. See, Jesus said, I'm going to go away. But I'm going to send you a comforter. He said, I'm the truth, but I'm going away. I'm going to send you the spirit of truth. He said, I'm going to send you the comforter. This comforter that's coming, he dwells with you. And the world doesn't know him. But in, in that day, you know him. You, you've got faith in him. And in that day, he's not going to dwell with you. He's going to dwell in you. And then, just in case they hadn't put it all together, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yes. Right. Yes. Comforter, the Spirit testifies of Christ. It is the Spirit of our Lord. And, and He said, you go and you tarry until the Holy Ghost comes. And when the Spirit came, it came in power. But there were supernatural signs. There, there was something like Tongues of fire that set upon every one of them. I, I don't know if they saw fire or if it was like the prophets of old who had a word from God and they said it was like fire shut up in my bones. But all of a sudden, something began to burn inside of each one of them. Suddenly you could see that God's Spirit was moving. Suddenly you could hear it. It came like a rushing mighty wind when they began to open their mouth and glorify God. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Just like Jesus said. He said there's the promise of the Father. And I'm going to pour the Holy Ghost out. And that's exactly what happened. There was confirmation that this was not just any other man. And this was not just any other prophet. But this was the one that would baptize with the very Spirit of God. Jesus said the Spirit's going to testify of me. And so the Spirit testifies that Jesus truly is the Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And one day, just as Jesus rose from the dead, we're going to get this great final testimony of the power of the Spirit. Because I think there's going to be people who died, who died in Christ. And that same Spirit that raised Jesus up, something's going to start going on in the graveyard. The ground's going to start right. to move. Our bodies 
are going to come up out of the grave. And the Lord is going to completely redeem us. Amen. The Lord's going to completely restore us. The Lord's going to bring life back to us. In fact, it's going to be greater than we ever experienced. The life that we're going to live, we're never going to die again. We're never going to suffer again. There's something that's going to happen. It's the testimony of the power of the Spirit. Can you imagine the testimony of Christ whenever the saints rise up to meet the Lord in the air? Can you imagine the testimony when they come back with Him to judge this earth? There is a testimony of the Spirit that's happening right here on earth. It testifies to Jesus Christ. Amen. It testifies to Jesus. When the Spirit begins moving in the church, that's a testimony that our faith is not in vain. When the gifts of the Spirit are given to the church, that's a testimony that our faith is not in vain. When someone comes in and they begin to believe in Christ, they begin to obey and trust in the Lord. And all of a sudden, their way of talking changes. And their way of living changes. And their way of thinking changes. And all of a sudden, you start inspecting that tree. And you see the fruit of the Spirit. And you realize this person is not who they were before. There's new life that came into them. That's the life-giving power of the Holy Ghost. And that's a testimony that our faith in Christ is true. We've got testimonies all around us. We've got the testimony of the water and of the blood and of the spirit that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. What a testimony. No wonder his friends were willing to die for him. No wonder his family members were willing to die for him. No wonder the converts were willing to face a cruel death before they would deny their Jesus Christ. They loved him more than their own lives. Do you know why? Because they were convinced. They were convinced. There's no greater love than we received. There's nothing better than this. There's nothing more powerful than this. There's nothing that lasts longer is more important than our relationship with Jesus Christ and our faith in Him. They were convinced all the way to the grave. And that faith that carried some of them to an early death is going to carry them all to eternal life. They believed. There was testimonies. Jesus is the mighty God. Do you believe that? Clap your hands if you believe that. Jesus is the mighty God. I was excited about preaching tonight. Y'all don't leave me up here hollering at myself now. I'm not trying to holler. I'm just thinking about what we believe. We believe in a powerful truth that the God of heaven would care enough to come way down here where I'm at. The one who made heaven and earth. What is man that thou art mindful? But he's not just mindful. He became like us and he suffered for us and he sacrificed for us. It's an amazing gospel that we believe. We believe Jesus is the mighty God. We believe that Jesus is the giver of life. I believe Jesus was born of a virgin. I believe he was born of a woman, but he was conceived by the Spirit. And and I believe he he was a man, but he was more than just any other man. He was more than just the Son of Man because the Father dwelled in the Son. And He had the Spirit without measure according to the New Testament record. And I believe what the Word says about my Lord. Oh, 
I'm convinced he is who the Bible says that he is. I'm convinced he did everything that it says he did. I'm convinced he preached everything that's recorded in that word. That's the wisdom of God given to us through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe all of the events in Jesus' life, these important events, the, the water, the blood, the spirit, and, and the host of other signs and wonders, they all testified to the same thing. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. This is why I know that I have eternal life because God is the giver of life and He is with us. Yes. And He is with us. It's it's the only way I could ever have eternal life. I've done a lot to disqualify myself, and I don't have the power to do anything to qualify myself. If I'm going to be saved, it's going to be through Him. If I'm going to be saved, it's going to be His way, not mine. Amen? Right. This is why I just try to believe and obey. I'm not trying to convince anyone that I'm so intellectual or that I have such a great grasp of theology. I hope the Lord opens my mind to understand all the scriptures. But can I tell you what I see? I'm going to do it with all of my heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Because who am I to argue with God? He is the only way. He's the only way. He's the only way. And He's promised us eternal life. God who cannot lie told us repeatedly in His Word that death and destruction is the end of sin. There's pleasure for a season, but the end is always death and destruction. When we choose to sin, our demise, our fate is sealed with how the supernatural act of God. Our fate is already decided when we decide to sin. This warning was given to Adam and Eve before they committed the very first sin. Sin is a very, very ugly thing. Not only does it end to our death, to our demise, to our destruction, to judgment, but while we are yet living, we become the servants of sin. If you don't believe me, have you ever done anything you didn't want to do? You were serving sin. Things that you said, I don't know why I do the things that I shouldn't do. And I don't know why I can't do the good that I want to do. And I don't know why every time I turn over a new leaf, I tend to just crush that dude and fall right back into the same habits I had before. It's because sin has dominion over men's mortal bodies. There's a price, there's a wage. We lose our way. We lose our vision. We're blinded. Our hearts are hardened. Our conscience is seared. We lose our purpose. We lose our freedom. These are all the things that can happen from this little three-letter word, sin. Eventually, we will lose our lives. And everyone that has ever sinned, that is the fate that awaits you. Unless you can find a Savior. Right. I preached this morning about the testimony we have assuring us that we're forgiven. 
I'm thankful there is a testimony that endures. Amen? When heaven and earth as we know it passes away, there's a word that's forever settled. There's a word that's going to endure. There's the testimony of the Spirit. The water testifies. Here on earth, there's a testimony. So I can know right now today, I can know that I am forgiven. I have great assurance because I read my Bible, Romans chapter 6. You see, the water testifies of Christ, but the testimony of Christ also testifies that we're going to have eternal life. And so uh, the water gives me a testimony as well. Romans chapter 6 verse th 3. Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus. Have you been baptized into Christ Jesus? Oh, if you have, this is what you need to know. We were baptized into his death. That's why we don't have to worry about eternal death. But we've got eternal life. Because I was baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly, see, I can have assurance, right. certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. I've got a testimony here on earth that tells me I'm forgiven. I've got a testimony here that tells me I don't have to worry about the wages of my sins. It's already been paid. The blood assures me that I'm free and I'm forgiven. Hallelujah. The blood assures me that I'm free. My conscience is free. My heart has been washed. My hands are clean. The blood gives me that assurance that my debt has been paid. And when you understand the blood of Jesus Christ, you'll feel that same assurance. It's a precious thing. I'm telling you the price that was paid for you. It's a precious thing. We tend to think of precious stones as being worth so much because they're so rare. They're precious, precious metals, gold and silver. And men will give their all to get a little more of this rare commodity, these precious metals. But I'm telling you, you were purchased with something of such greater value. You wouldn't believe what God told you and what God did for you if the scripture hadn't told you. I wouldn't believe it either. I was purchased with something that's so precious. The blood of the lamb, the one and only. There's nothing else to compare it to. The only begotten. I was purchased with that blood knowing that you were not redeemed. This is what Peter said. You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Right. He paid the full price for you so that you could go free. He paid the full price for you. Your penalty has been settled. You can have eternal life through Christ. The blood testifies to me that I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Oh, yeah. I'm forgiven. Hallelujah. I'm forgiven. The Spirit testified. I feel it in my heart. I know that I'm right with God. I am saved. I have eternal life. The Spirit testifies to that very fact. Romans chapter 8, verse number 10. If 
Christ is in you. Do you have the spirit? If Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit that's in me, I'm, I'm not going to die. The spirit is life because of righteousness. When If I go before you do, you may see my dead body laying in front of the church. And you can cry a little bit. That'll be okay. Not too much, but a little bit. You know, just in case I can see from heaven and know what's going on. I don't really know how it is on the other side. But I'd like to think you'd miss me a little bit. But can I tell you, if you find out tonight that I don't wake up in the morning, if you find out tonight I, I took my very last breath, I tell you, don't you weep for me. I'm just sleeping. I'm not dead. I've got assurance that spirit that's inside of me gives me certainty. This body may be dead. It may not be animated. It may not be moving. But my spirit belongs to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the spirit of Christ has been given to me. And the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Do you have the spirit? Then you have a testimony. I know, I know, I know that I've been saved. I went down in the water in Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood and I've been risen to new life by his spirit. And he's just going to keep lifting us up higher. Hallelujah. We're seated with him in heavenly places right now by the power that's in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you, I have assurance that I am saved. I'm saved. And you can have that same assurance. The enemy will work you over if you're trying to be saved just by your works. Oh, but if you could hear the witness of God, if you can hear the witness in heaven, if you can remember the word of God, if you can remember the love of the Father, hallelujah, if you can hear the testimony of the Spirit, if you can remember what happened when you were born again, you were born again to live in His kingdom forever. That means to be settled in your heart. I believe this. Yes. I believe this. I've heard it all my life, and I really believe it. I believe the testimony concerning Jesus Christ. And I believe the testimony concerning what Jesus did for me. And so I believe the testimony concerning my eternity and your eternity. You are saved by Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Are you saved today? I know none of us are walking on streets of gold yet, but I'm telling you, we are saved. You just continue with the Lord and, and you're going to be walking on those streets of gold. Are you forgiven? I am forgiven. I know that I know that I am forgiven. I have confidence in the Lord so I can say I'm saved. You're forgiven. You're kept by Jesus Christ. His grace is enough to bring you out. And can I tell you, His grace is enough to keep you in once He gets you in. His grace is enough to save you. And His grace is enough to sustain you. I know who He is. So I'm confident. I'm holding steadfast in my faith. I'm not going to be shaken. 
I know, I know who he is. I believe in him. I believe Jesus was tempted by Satan. I told you, I believe he was a, a man. He, he was God, and, but he was a man. I believe he was tempted by Satan. Yeah. I believe he knows what temptation feels like. Yeah. I believe he was rejected by men and he knows what it feels like to have the pressure of the world to conform. And they were all around him and his heart was melting like wax. He was so hurt, but yet somehow he stood strong. I believe he suffered a cruel death on a cross. And I know that he suffered these cruelties in my stead and in your stead. Our sin was placed on him. The penalty of our sin was placed on him. He did it for us. I believe that with all my heart. And so like the author of Hebrews, I've just got it settled that I can get some help. He said in Hebrews chapter 2, in all things he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. That's a big word. What's it mean? For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. If you have temptations you struggle with and you've got weaknesses, I'm telling you, I have no question. I believe the testimony. I have no question that Jesus has power over every temptation. That Jesus has power over every single temptation that you could ever face. Over every habit. I don't care how long you've had it. Jesus has power over it. He's already showed us that he is able to help us. Amen. I believe that testimony. And again, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing. He's given us the evidence. We've got a reason to believe. If we believe that Christ is who he said he is, then we can believe that we're going to be saved. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. I still believe what I've always believed. For we do not have a high priest who cannot (laughs) sympathize with our weaknesses. But was in all points tempted as we are. Yet without sin. When I gave my life to the Lord, I had the zeal of a new believer and I expected just to travel upward in a straight line. But there have been some times I've fallen down, sometimes I've backed up, sometimes I've zigged and I've zagged. It hasn't gone just like I thought it was going to be. Faith hasn't been easy. I don't mind telling you that. But can I tell you, after however many years it's been, I'm still holding on to my confession because it wasn't ever about me. My faith has always been in Jesus Christ. I have a high priest who can sympathize with my weaknesses. And he was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly. Let us because he knows what it's like. I, I've got a testimony. I know he can relate to me. And I know he's victorious over everything I'm facing. And so I'm going to march into his presence to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I believe there is grace enough. 
I believe He's able to help. Do you believe that? Amen. He is able to help you. Jesus is all that you need. Not only is He able, but He is willing to help. If you need mercy, you need Jesus. If you need grace, you need Jesus. If you're looking for someone to give you some help, we'll all do what we can, but the answer is Jesus Christ. All that you need is found in Him. He loves us. Do you believe that testimony? Don't believe the lie of the enemy. He loves us. He loves you. He is faithful to you. He's committed to you. He showed his love for sinners. Yes, even sinners. Little children, sin not, we read this morning. But if you sin, we have an advocate. He's still working for you even when you're pulling away from him. True. Oh, yeah. He showed His love even for sinners when He died. Romans 5 and 8, God demonstrated His love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We didn't have to get good to earn it. He did it while we were still sinners. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 says, God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. Paying the debt that had to be paid. The debt for our sin. God came in the man, Jesus Christ, to pay a debt that none of us would want to pay. Can I tell you again, he showed his love for sinners when he died. You can rest assured he loves you. If he loved you like that when you were a stranger, when you didn't know him, do you really think he's going to quit on you now that you're trying to serve him? That's not the God we serve. He loves us. He understands when we stumble. He's there to pick us up when we fall. He showed us his love and then he showed his power when he arose. And so because of this gospel, we can have confidence that he is well able to meet all our every need, every need, you can trust Him. Let's continue with the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 22. Jesus has become a surety, not a maybe. See, some people treat Him like Jesus is a maybe. Maybe He'll be enough for me, but I'm a mess. Maybe He'll forgive me this time, but I've abused His grace. Maybe He'll forgive me again, or maybe that was the last time. Even in the old covenant, they could offer sacrifices to cover their sins. And we are in a much more glorious and better covenant today. Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Right. Verse 25. Therefore, he is also able to say, I know I have eternal life. Mm -hmm. Because I believe he's able to save even someone like me. I have a surety of a better covenant. He's able to save to the uttermost, completely, altogether, in every way. You can be and are saved in Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. Saved to the uttermost, those who come to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. To intercede simply means to step in on someone else's behalf. Jesus always lives. He died once, but he'll never die again. 
It's not like you go to a priest and then you've got to get a new one when that priest dies. Our high priest is forevermore the high priest, the one who brings men to God, who makes reconciliation for their sins. Our high priest is the one eternal help for every sinner. He is never, ever going to die. He ever lives to intercede. That same Jesus intercedes on my behalf. He steps in and he helps me. Haven't you found it to be true? He'll help you when you're having a hard time. He'll help you when you're just having a bad day. He'll help you when your neighbors are against you. He'll help you when the devil's coming. It doesn't matter who or what's against you. He is not intimidated. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He ever lives to make intercession. He'll help you on your worst day. He'll bring you back to God. He'll join us back together with the source of life itself. That's the ministry of Jesus Christ. He's my advocate. He's my mediator. He's my counselor. He'll settle any offense. He'll settle any grievance. Amen. He starts convicting me and leading me to repentance. And his blood starts pleading for better things, for mercy, and saying that it's already been settled. He's willing to pay any price he already has. He ever lives to make intercession. He's already paid the price for you. Colossians chapter 2. Is this good preaching? Because I love it. Colossians chapter 2. It's a good message. I'm not delivering it great, maybe, but this is a good message. It's about Jesus. In fact, it's the best news that's ever been told. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 says, In Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him. You are complete in Jesus Christ. What did he do to complete us? Verse 14. Having wiped out the handwriting. You know what that means? That's an IOU. It's a certificate of indebtedness. I took the time to look it up to make sure I was right. The handwriting is talking about a certificate of indebtedness. He's using imagery here. We've got a debt. All the times we sin against the Lord. And the Lord keeps great records now. He doesn't forget anything. And so from that very first time when I was a child and I, I let my mouth get a, a, away from me. And that time I was throwing hands. I shouldn't have done that. Here it is. That that time I was fighting. That time that I wasn't honest. That time when I stole. That time you can put anything you want and it's all there. There's a book of the deeds. But can I tell you there is a book of life. And I believe my name is in the book of life because he took everything that was in this book and he tore it out and he nailed it to the cross. He canceled it. He paid it. He wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. He has taken it out of the way. And nailed it to the cross. Can you just picture all your sins and he's just pulling those things out one at a time. Smearing blood all over it and slapping it on the cross. Paid in full. Paid in full. Paid in full. Paid in full. Your debts paid in full. Your wasted years are paid in full. Your secret sins, that's already been paid in full. Your big mistakes paid in full. The things you wish you could forget, don't worry about it. He's already cast it in the sea of forgetfulness. It's paid in full. Your bad habits, those 
for bad, but they're paid in full. Even if you sin to the point of it being an abomination, His grace is enough. He says, yeah, that's expensive, but doesn't compare to my grace. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. This is nothing for me. I'm going to pay it with my precious blood. And He pays it again. Your worst moments paid in full. Every promise you ever broke paid in full. Every insincerity, it's paid in full, paid in full, paid in full. And He nails it to the cross. That's the picture we're supposed to see of what Jesus did for every one of us. Oh, if I could get a hold of that, I would never have any question about my standing with God. I believe in that Jesus. Amen? I believe in that Jesus who's well able and faithful to finish what He started. Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, There is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. I'm going to read that in uh, the expanded Bible because it gives a little bit of a a feel for what he said. I don't want you to lose it in in some of the, the, the archaic structure of the sentence. So I want you to really get the grasp here. It says, he gave himself as a payment to free all people. That's what it meant when he was a ransom. He was setting us free. He gave himself as a payment to free all people. And it said he was testified in due time. This is how the expanded Bible explains it. He was the proof that came at the right time. I've got the receipt. I've got proof. It's Jesus Christ. I've got all the evidence I need that my price has been paid. It's in his hands. He's got nail prints. It's in his side. He's still got a scar. He still has a, a wound where a spear went through. I've got all the evidence that I need that my sins have been paid and I am free. I'm free from the past. Hallelujah. I'm free from fear. Hallelujah. I'm free from condemnation because I believe this testimony. When I look to Jesus, I know that I have peace with God. I don't want to ever have to lay down and say, Lord, I hope I'm saved. I don't want to have to go ever go to sleep at night just saying, Lord, if I'm not right, hold off another day. Lord, if my heart isn't right, just give me time to repent. I don't ever want to feel that feeling. I know who my Savior is. And I know He'll help me. I'm going to be faithful to Him to the end. And I know He's going to be faithful to me. I know that I have all the proof I need. I'm at peace with God. I'm at peace with God. Everything is going to be all right. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. John said, you've got to believe who he is so you'll know you have eternal life. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he follows that great statement up with this question. Do you believe this? And that's what I'm asking you tonight. Whose report are you believing? Do you believe that he is the resurrection? He is the life. He is your salvation. And so you will never have to face death. 1 John chapter 5 verse 10. 
He who believes in the Son of Man has the witness in himself. I've got a witness right here. I feel it right now. It's talking to me. I feel it. I've got a witness right here that says I'm loved. I've got a witness right here that says I'm forgiven. I've got a witness right here that says the call of God is on my life. I've got a witness. It's great if other people, if they recognize it, but if they don't, I'm telling you the voice that I need to hear speaks loud and clear. I've got a witness in myself that tells me that I'm believing in the Son of God and my faith in Him is going to be sufficient. Verse 11, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Verse 13. These things I have written to you. And saints, these things I have preached to you. Who believe in the name of the son of God. That you may know that you have eternal life. Mm -hmm. Don't believe it when people say there's no way you can know you're saved. This was written so you can know that you have eternal life. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. I'll tell you what my plan is. I'm going to keep believing in Jesus. My future is secure. I'm a, I believe it today. And you ask me tomorrow, I'm still going to believe it. And 10 years from now, I'm still going to believe it. If the Lord tarries is coming, I'm trusted in Jesus Christ. I'm going to be steadfast to the end. I'm going to keep living and living and claiming the promises of God. I trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. And so I know everything's all right. I'm not worried about what the news has to say. Why don't y'all stand? Y'all worried about when I say you're dismissed. Stand. I'm not worried about what the news has to say. I couldn't care. I mean, I care, but I don't care. What they say about the economy. I care because I don't want people to hurt. But I don't really care too much what they say about dance. Hallelujah. Can you give the Lord praise right now? Do you know that you're saved? Yes. Do you know you're Glory. saved? Amen. Hallelujah. Three of you do. Man, I gotta preach some more. I thought I was done. I want you to know. Do you know? Would you at least wave your hand? Glory. Do you know that you're saved? Glory. Glory to God for His salvation. Isn't He good to His children? Hasn't He blessed every one of us? The goodness and the mercy of God are gonna follow you all the days of your life. Glory. His face is shining on every Glory. one of us. The glory of God is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. I look to Jesus and I know it's all taken care of. Hallelujah. Let's pray together right now. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your great name. Why don't you take a minute and praise him? Hallelujah. I've talked for a long time. Now's your chance. Take a minute and praise him. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I believe the testimony. I thank you for your gospel. I thank you for your grace, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've been telling yourself, I don't know if I'm going to make it, you turn that thing around right now. I know I'm going to make it in Jesus. I know I'm going to make it in Jesus. I am saved. He is working for me. I can trust in him. I have security in Christ. I have assurance in Christ. I have eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Isn't it good to be saved? He is our peace.
This is supposed to give you peace. You're not supposed to live down here in misery just hoping to get there. We can have joy even in tests because we know all it's doing is purifying us, but we already know how it's going to end. And we know that any suffering here doesn't compare to the glory over there. If you believe the testimony, there should be a peace that abides in your heart. And if you feel like your peace is being shaken, don't you leave the simplicity that's in Christ. You get back into the book. You start thinking about what Jesus did. You start looking at how he loved. You start considering the goodness of God. And it will absolutely change the way you look at your life. Right. Hallelujah. You are saved in Jesus Christ. Can we give him one more hand clap? For praise? Thank you, Lord. Thank you enough. I don't know how to close it. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you, precious people. Thank you for your attention. I hope this morning I preached on assurance. Tonight I preached on assurance. I hope that you'll carry that out of here and believe I'm saved and I'm going to make it. Don't let there even be a question in your mind. I'm going to make it. I'm enduring to the end. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God.